Well, looks like things are tightening up a little bit in the NL Central. Brewers in bed, not going too good as uh, they got at least one more hit from... Um, they got three. From the day previous, the night previous. Yeah, they had three hits. They had two hits the night before. Three hits, but then they scored less runs, Austin. They had one run as opposed to two uh, from the night before against the L.A. Dodgers as uh, Wade Miley versus Clayton Kershaw was underway. Two dynamos going at it. Uh, but here's the thing. Wade Miley was uh, on the uh, losing end of the game last night. And your Cubbies win and the Reds win. Brewers two and a half now above both of those teams for first place in the NL Central. We have a question here, or maybe I should say a statement from the King on Twitch already. He goes, Austin must have had a great time yesterday with his silly Swiss lawn game. And his scrubbies getting a walk off. It was it was a good day for sports for us, man. Did you get a win in Coob? <laughs> yeah, we got we got we got two wins. Whoa, so you got a win in Coob? We came, we came home with a trophy. So you guys finished in what like eighth place? Yeah. So technically, <laughs> technically that trophy. So there's only like four trophies, but technically that trophy is for like ninth place. Because so it's a 16 team bracket, and we lost the first like. We lost the first game of uh-huh. the 16-team bracket, so then we dropped to a lower bracket. But then we were the best team after we were the best team that lost the first game, so that means we got ninth. So you were the you were the you were the worst winner. Yeah, or the or best best, lo- best loser. The yeah, best loser. We were the best loser. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to have those negative connotations of worst. Uh huh. Best loser. We were the best loser. Well, well done, Austin. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. And then your Cubbies. Uh, so, what happens with your uh, Chicago Cubbies? Um, well, it was looking rough. <laughs> it was looking very rough. And then uh, Nick Madrigal. Oh God! Somehow the Garden Gnome, two feet tall. That would be a good. <laughs> he would be a good fight against Danny DeVito too. What about Rowdy? But, <laughs> maybe you never know. Who's 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 taller, him or Rowdy? I don't know, Nick. Mad- I mean, probably Madrigal, but he's short. Let's see. Here. He's a short king. I wanna. I'm gonna look at. But he height. had a pinch. A oh, pinch. five eight. He's got. He's got yeah. rowdy oh. by th- four, three, Absolutely. four inches. Yeah. <laughs> but he had a pinch hit homer in the eighth, Man. and then in the bottom of the ninth, uh, three run walk off. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah. And then you have the Milwaukee Brewers doing diddly poo, seven to one, as uh, they fall to the Dodgers. It was. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Freddie Freeman, of course, ended a skid. He was over 13 coming into that game. He went three for five. Of course, it was Freddie Freeman. Brewer fans had nightmares about him when he was with the Atlanta Braves on the playoffs and his big white smile with big old teeth of his. And then uh, the Dodgers, um, what? They're like the hottest team in baseball. Mookie Best, three of four, scored four runs. I don't know if another couple named their kid after him after that performance. I have no idea. <laughs> and then five of the Dodgers' seven runs came with two outs including a Chris Taylor solo shot in the seventh inning. Clayton Kershaw allowed one run and three hits in five innings, struck out two, walked two, and his second start off coming off the IL. It was the lefties' 208th victory. Hey, RJ, good morning, brother. Hey. Well, will we ever see a 300 winner again? No. Osman, will you ever see a, have you ever yeah. seen a 300 winner in your life? I don't think so. Yeah. When was the last, who was the last guy that got to it? Uh, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, last, I'd have to look that was up again. Smoltz? Last 300 game winner. God, who was that? That's a great question. Uh, I'll have to go look. So Randy Johnson got uh, to the club in 2007. That was uh, the last time. The big unit. Oh, my. That guy rules. Yeah, in 2007, Austin. I was three. Yeah. So, okay, you had one in your lifetime. You're like one I of guess. the. You're like one of the last 
to say so. Woohoo. RJ, did you stay up for Brewers in bed? Yeah. No. I'm, I've resigned to the fact. Oh, you said this yesterday. Yeah. Um, so. They don't, yeah. Yeah, there's no point in staying up. No. Um, that and this road trip's going to be three and six. Yeah. The Brewers. There's are- no way they have any enough firepower to. I mean, Mark Campana had the only run. Yeah. But there's no way they have enough firepower to compete with the Dodgers and the the Rangers here. Like, they're going to get swept <laughs> these next two. No, um, we'll get one. No, we won't. We'll get one. No. We'll get one tonight. We got have Corbin watched, Burns on the mound. Have you watched the... Okay. Against Lance Lynn. A guy who went over 13 just woke up. <laughs> well, that like, was Freddie Freeman. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> He's good. But he was going over 13. He's good. I think it was over 14, actually. He's good. Let's but, see, Freddie Freeman. Yeah, over 14. Sorry, RJ. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was going off of what you said. So I said fourteen. I swear I did. No, you didn't. Austin, thirteen. I think you said thirteen. Yes. Well, and, I meant, and then you changed it to fourteen. No, I meant fourteen. Um, mm-hmm. But I haven't had enough coffee. Yet. Like there you go. Yeah, you can go to bed early tonight. They're gonna lose tonight. You can probably skip watching the Rangers series because <laughs> they're gonna get dominated there too. Like there's only so much your good pitching matchups can do. With an offense with, that does with a lineup pain. who, well over half the lineup is bombs. No, I, I'm talking <laughs> about the lineups you're facing. Oh, mm-hmm. where the lineups you're facing are, uh, are are hitting better than almost everybody on your team. Like that, that just doesn't change because you oh, have your yeah. best pitching staff in there. And well, and the offense it, doesn't like to give Corbin Burns much or Woody. Right. Let's see here. So it's one of those. It's just not. It's not going to happen. Like, hopefully, when the Twins roll in, <laughs> you know, you can you, you can, can spank them. Yeah. How about this? Let's see here. Yeah, Yelly didn't do anything last night. Uh, Contreras had two catcher interferences uh, that allowed two runs to come in. I want to. Uh, he leads the, the league in the, it now. He's the, got five of them. The second one. I want to know if that guy was actually in the batter's box because where his glove was, <laughs> it's almost impossible to hit it. You have to be on the absolute line in that batter's box <laughs> to be able to make that swing and hit somebody in the hand. Like, yeah, you were, he, so he you was, were watching. He was, yeah, that was before like <laughs> that was before ten o'clock. As I turned it off, I just cut like, off ten o'clock for this team. He's like, nope, can't no, do it. Not happening. I mean, you're already losing three to nothing. <laughs> It's like, no, I don't need to stay up to watch this. Uh, this. King says, RJ, don't forget the Twins swept the Brewers earlier this season. I wasn't at home. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That wasn't at AmFam Field. Uh, Brewers did get swept by the A's at American Family Field. Though, they got so swept I... by a lot of bad teams. <laughs> they got swept by the Royals, didn't they? Or now did they take one? Now they're about to get swept by a really good team in the LA Dodgers. You're in, with the bottom feeders of this league, you, what, 4 and 12? Or 4 and... That's not good. Yeah, or 4 and 11 or something. Th- whatever it is. But, like... RJ's inspired today. I love it. Yeah, it's... Uh, have you had coffee? Do you have water with you? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's one of those... Must be excited to see Austin and his chocolate sauce he brought. Legit. <laughs> it's not... No, it's like this team could make the pl- can make the playoffs, but it's going to be like the year where Rowdy Telez was the only one to do anything, and you waved bye-bye to the playoffs as soon as you entered it. 
Hey, speaking of Rowdy Tellez, he had a walk-off last night for the Nashville Sounds. Saw that. Well, the he, Brewers did absolutely nothing. Go, Rowdy, the majors. He's going to come up here and do absolutely nothing. Rowdy Tellez last night, babies. Tellez drives one. Deep right field. Reyes back. Looking up. That ball is gone. And Rowdy Tellez has won it for the Sounds. There you go. There's Rowdy Tellez. I was doing that a couple days ago, celebrating the Iowa Cubs walk-off home run. So you got to celebrate them when you yeah, can, you know? <laughs> so the, Cubs, the Cubs lost, and I was celebrating an Iowa Cubs walk-off home you gotta run. you got to celebrate them while you can. Exactly. And on the, uh, well, here's the home run that uh, Canna had for the Brewers. Um, oh, I, did, I, I pressed the wrong button. Here Sorry. Here, here, here. I, that, was, that was not me. I pressed the wrong button. This is Canna's home run? Yeah. Canna down the left field line. This is trouble, and it is a fair ball and gone. <laughs> all tied on Mark Canna's home run. Oh, and then it all went downhill from there. Did you know you that the audio for Christopher Morrell's home run? Uh, no. Maybe I can find it, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. And for Mark Canna, um, first time I've ever looked him up on Twitter. Yeah. His <laughs> handle is out of the park Mark. <laughs> That's his that's, Twitter handle. That's kind of good. It is, uh, I like it. Outta the Park Mark is Mark Canna's Twitter handle. I, I dig it, dude. That is his first uh, That is his first home run for the Milwaukee Brewers for Outta the Park Mark. It's <laughs> a good one. You're not, you're not having any of Corbin Burns going against uh, Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn's 9-9. That's nine, your best chance. 5.88 ERA. Starts yeah. for the Dodgers finale tonight. best tonight. chance in the final game. <laughs> Again, it's uh, Brewers in bed. Another 9-10 first pitch. Yes, Mio. I think I have better things to do after watching the first two games. If they win, they win. I'll watch the highlights tomorrow if morning. They win, they, they win. win. If and he dies, act like I watched the whole thing and say they don't have to watch 162 the, games. And I can say all the guys they added at the the deadline haven't done diddly poo. Okay, and no, not contributing. The and, King says, RJ, you're filling in for Nelson's negativity. As, as Nelly's on vacation. Oh, this is negative. Is this reality or is it negativity? It's, it's reality. Like. <laughs> Did did King stay up and watch those games? Kinger, did you stay up and watch? It's 162 games. You don't have to. You don't have to resign yourself to watch every single effing game. Uh, King said, "I'll be listening to the game at work tonight." Well, what'd you do last night, Kinger? Oh, he said, "Sadly, sadly yes. yes, sadly yeah. yes." So, like, you're telling me you watch that and you think <laughs> this team has a shot of winning against the Dodgers tonight? Yeah, they and get, then even taking it's one baseball, RJ. The, They'll take one. One of the best teams in the AL. They'll take one. I mean. It's it's not happening. If Otto the Park Mark can get a dinger, why can't the Brewers get a win tonight? Now, I mean, he's actually exactly. a decent hitter. He's first just one, moved. His first and one of the getting used the Brewers to his campaign. new situation. Otto the Park Mark. I just want to say. I just want to say Otto the Park Mark. Um, oh, this just popped up too. Uh, a person close to Wander Franco investigation claims it's very yeah, unlikely that, that Franco will ever play in Major League Baseball again. Oh, that's yeah, what you saw? I did see that. That's that was a, you actually just stole my national headline. Oh, come on, Ebo. <laughs> you can say it again. I don't care. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, st- I'm not stopping you next 50. segment. I'm not stopping you next exactly. segment from saying it. Uh, we'll have to get back to Wander Franco because that is a naughty boy right there. Test, test, test. Uh, uh, we got Packers, pa- Patriots, uh, joint practice yesterday. Jordan Love flashing, also doing you know, ups and downs, but more uh, ups. Some strange happenings at practice yesterday, RJ. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna like give other 
show's time of day, really. I'm not going to name names or anything, but some strange happenings. Yeah, you let a Bear fan go cover the Packers. Congratulations. Really strange happenings uh, at practice. And then people going on about um, Matt LaFleur signing a Rodgers Jets jersey. All right, boys. Uh, best and worst case scenarios here. I was reading this about uh, the top 25. So uh, for Georgia, the best case, believe it or not, would be a third straight national champion. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Shocking, right? It really is. Uh, worst case, two losses. For the schedule reason stated above, it's difficult to imagine the Bulldogs losing twice in the regular season. And if they do, would they be able to get you know to a national championship? Would they be able to overcome that <laughs> obstacle of two losses? Would they be able to overcome? Oh, my God. Uh, Austin, what would be your best case for your uh, Michigan, yeah, the Michigan Wolverines? It's the national championship. Uh, best case, college football playoff championship. I mean, wouldn't yeah. anybody's best case be that? Technically, yeah. You would think so. But I think I, some... this is like judging their ceiling. Like their, their ceiling. They're, ceiling. Yeah. they're like judging their ceiling. But then yeah. we're not, we're not like judging North the West, best case. Northwestern's... Well, yeah, what's Northwestern's best case? Win two games? I'll win. <laughs> I'll win. Another international win. Oh, no, there's I'll not win, one on the schedule. A win on U.S. soil. Yeah, win. There we go. Best case for Northwestern, win in the United States of America. Yeah. For the first time in a year. <laughs> All right, so yeah, for Michigan Wolverines, college football playoff championship aspirations. What after- does it say that? Lois. I'll get there. After winning the Big Ten title, making it to the playoff the past two years, Michigan's goal is to make it to the final game and win a national championship. Losing to Ohio State. (laughs) Well, the low would probably be three losses, including the bowl game. Worst. Here's worst case scenario for the Wolverines. Jim Harbaugh gets fired. (sighs) There's just no way. Ten and two with losses to Penn State and And Ohio Ohio State. State lose to the finishing third in your own they said, and there's this who could ever for, do that how about this for worst case Maryland has an argument to make it Uh-oh. nine and three for the Wolverines <laughs> they're they're going to Maryland Maryland they're going with Maryland uh, but the way this team is set up, this should be the floor it's floor the Wolverines can't look past Penn State though as that team will be better than last season Thankfully, that's not a night game, though, because it's at, it's at Penn State, but it's not a night game. Uh, the Buckeyes are on a mission to end their losing streak to Michigan and have spent their entire offseason focusing on the last two wow, games their, of the season. Their two-game losing streak. Those two losses would be devastating right. to Michigan season. Devastating. Ohio State, their best case, believe it or not, boys? A national championship? Correct. Oh, wow. How many te- I want to know how many teams their best cases. All right, number four is Alabama. Their best case? National, National Championship. Yeah. Uh, number five, the LSU Tigers. Their best Ooh. case? College football playoff semifinal. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Yeah, wow. Well that. done. Because they're out of the top four, so you yeah. can't put yeah. them in. Can't put them in the national championship <laughs> I, game. Is anyone else going to be a national cha- best case national? Okay, number six, the USC Trojans. Ooh, I, I feel, feel like, like that's, that. That's good. That would be a national championship. Here it is. Every player and coach at USC this season knows what they have on paper: a Heisman-winning quarterback in his final season, an explosive offense that could be deeper and better than last year, a defensive unit that has heard plenty about how much it needed to improve, a slew of talent. The transfers. Hold on, hold on. A defensive unit that heard they have to improve. You know what that defensive unit probably hasn't done? Improved. <laughs> a slew of talent in the transfer portal. Uh, all saw the potential of Lincoln Riley's team when they decided to leave Arizona, Georgia, and Oklahoma State and Southern California, and perhaps most importantly, the, mo- the motivation of coming up just short of a playoff spot. So making the playoffs would be their oh, uh, oh, best case. Okay. Um, Hold on. After that whole thing, it turns yeah, into it's just yeah, making the playoffs. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> then it's like improvement is always linear, but USC has the players to prove it can be better. And with Caleb Williams, you know. Yeah. All right, number seven, the Florida State Seminoles. Uh, Best case. ACC title. But uh, they're going to say college football playoff. But yeah, I just, an appearance. I, yeah. I don't buy the hype. Penn yeah. State Nittany Lions. Hopefully their quarterback's good. Big Ten Championship. Well, if you win the Big Ten Championship, you're probably going to the playoffs. But Playoff spot. Yeah. Play- semifinal yeah, spot. spot. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the Clemson Tigers. Playoff spot. Playoff spot. They're all going to be. And then rounding out the top ten. Okay, cool. Hook them. Uh, the Longhorns. Actually being back. <laughs> Please tell me that's what it says. They're back. <laughs> I don't even want to read it. I just want to go with that. Yeah. yeah. Actually being back. Actually being back. And what's being back Index. considered for the Longhorns? Um, they're relevant. They stay in the, <laughs> they yeah. stay in the top ten. Right, stay in the top they ten. They stay in the top yeah. ten all year. All right. Well, I'll get to Wisconsin coming up, but first let's go to the phones. Line one. Good morning. Who's this? Cricket time, baby. It's a big tip up. Bye. We already did number eight. Oh, is that number nine? <laughs> no, I said we already did number eight. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, but yes, you are correct. That was number eight. Keep that number tally eight. going. <sighs> What's Charlie's best case scenario? Uh, making it through the show. <laughs> <laughs> What's his worst case? And calling us from ER tomorrow? Or the, <laughs> from <Yeah>. detox? <laughs> All right, we're talking best and worst case scenario of college football teams, right? And uh, a lot of the top ten, believe it or not, would be getting to a national championship game. Well, top five is winning the national championship game, and others are just getting to the semifinals. And then you start going down a little bit. We stopped here at number 10 with the Texas Longhorns. of just like, what did we say it was, boys? Just being relevant for the whole season? Yeah, so I, I said stay in the top 10. <laughs> stay in the top 10? I think that's fair. Uh, okay, well, for number 11, the Tennessee Volunteers, they have them get into a college football playoff semi. Uh, do they have staying power? Uh, it all depends on... If they get Hendon Hooker, oh well, Hendon Hooker's in, on no, the who's Lions. The, who's now. the who's Joe the, Milton? Yes. So it all depends if they yeah. get uh, Michigan version Joe Milton or new and improved Joe Milton. Yeah. Uh, Joe Milton was not good at Michigan. If the offense falls off some with Joe Milton at the helm, is the defense good enough to make up the difference? In Probably a, not. Don't we already know Milton's not good? In a they said the pivotal well, game. Yeah, he, we saw we saw him in Michigan. <clears throat> we but, did. He's had, he's had three years of improvement, so you never know. They say the yeah, pivotal game, boys. Hasn't started anything yet. The pivotal well, game is down in Florida. Last year, but that was it. The pivotal game for Tennessee is down in Florida. Really? And you know who's going to be starting quarterback for the Florida Gators? Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz. Hey, everybody, this is Graham Mertz. I wonder, Mertz, I wonder how Mertz is going to do down there in Florida. He's like, going to do the squirts? The squirts for Mertz? Squirts for Mertz? I think he's going to probably do the same thing, thing he's done for Wisconsin. Graham is my... He's going to have a couple throws where like, I think this guy could do it, and then at the end of the day, he's going to break your heart. Graham is my palum. <laughs> uh, for the Huskies, Washington, uh, college football playoffs. I mean, it should be good. Utah Utes, college football playoffs. How about Notre Dame? College football playoff. Semifinal for Notre yeah. Dame. That ain't happening. They have to go like, undefeated, though. The Oregon Ducks making the college football playoffs. Good Lord. Like, Yeah, this should be... Yes. Why did you even make this list? They're just going, okay. How about the Oregon State Beavers? Winning winning the Pac-12. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It says winning the Pac-12. Seriously. The Beavers remain one of the most underrated teams, not just in the Pac-12, but in the country. Yeah, and that's why well, they're they not got, in that conference. Yeah, they have the um, <laughs> Clemson transfer, right? Yep. TJ, Uyunglele. So just about every single team I've been reading, and we're up to Wisconsin now. Every single team would be, but outside of Oregon State of winning the Pac-12, is like getting a college football playoff appearance. 
getting to the semifinals. Now we get to right here, number 20, the Wisconsin Badgers. Best case for the Badgers. Win the West. Well, yeah, yeah, but I feel like that's... Best case, Big yeah. Ten championship berth. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, that's so the winning West. the West. Yeah. Uh, the Badgers, I'll read a little snippet. The Badger in the West Division of the Big Ten Conference, so in order to get into the championship game, the team realistically just had to finish in front of Iowa, Illinois, and Minnesota to make it in. I like how you say realistically. Well, realistically, they have to finish in front of everybody in the West. Yeah. That would just make sense if you want to get to the championship game to finish in front of everyone in the West. Whoever did this one mailed in the Badgers. Check out the big brain on this guy. (laughs) Check out the big brain on Brad. Yeah, who's the article writer here? This would be by. It just says ESPN staff. Oh, well, that makes sense then. (laughs) Because they're all probably compiling about like, all right, you do this team, I'll do that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then if you're doling out teams, you should be able to do better than all they need to do is finish ahead of Iowa, Minnesota, and Illinois. That's all uh, they have to do. Oh, gee. Oh, really? It's like uh, when people used to make fun of Madden and be like, the winner of this game will be the one who's got the most points after <laughs> the final bell ring. Boom! Tough after connected. But on it, more here. Uh, they say this seems doable as long as the new offensive uh, system under Phil Longo clicks and is firing on all cylinders. The staff brought in quarterback Tanner Mordecai from SMU to help run the air raid type attack and are bringing back Braylon Allen. The Badgers will play Iowa on October 14th, Illinois on 25th, Minnesota on November 25th in the final game of the season. Those three games will determine how far this team will go in year one of Luke Fickle's tenure. I love the, the people who are just overreacting to the formations this guy uses in the power. RJ, I'm telling you, everyone's game. in on the air raid except you. That's because it's not the air raid. <laughs> Everyone's saying it's not going to be air raid. And then I, I say air raid, then I look at you and I wink. wink, wink. <laughs> you have Braylon Allen. Like, it's not going to be a full air raid. Yeah, you have Braylon Allen and top five, You have a top five running back in college football. Um, I'm going to give you some Braylon Allen comments coming up. And here's your worst case for your Wisconsin Badgers. There is a stretch in the season where the Badgers have to face Iowa, Illinois, and Ohio State in consecutive weeks. That could end up being a three-game losing streak that derails the season altogether. The lowest floor, if that happened, would be 7-5 and with a loss at the end of the season at Minnesota. Now they say that wouldn't be a terrible season, but the Badgers went seven and six last year. That would be a pretty terrible. That season, would be pretty would bad, say. especially with all the hype surrounding Luke Fickle. The hype around this that would be a pretty terrible season. Yeah, if you went seven and five. Yeah, and, and all you're pre-ranked twenty or nineteen. Yeah, that'd, that'd be good. That's. That's, yeah, it'd be terrible. It's a terrible season, yeah. Uh, this team has added some good players in the offseason, but there are some roadblocks along the way that could cause some problems. Holy effing smokes, Austin. What? Wander Franco is not looking it's good. not looking great. What is with this guy? Okay. You guys see her living under a rock. Wander Franco uh, has been accused of getting with an eighth grader? A 14-year-old. That would be eighth or ninth. What the? What the <laughs> hell? Like, this dude could have ran through <laughs> Miami, really... Florida, anywhere. Of yeah. anyone that's 18 or older, no problem. What is he, 22 years old? Yep. What? Well, uh, this is uh, coming on now. A person very close to the investigation into the case of Wander Franco, quote, it will be very unlikely that Wander Franco will ever play in Major League Baseball again. 
judging by the results of the investigation that are currently being carried out, which directly commit him to the accusations that are against him, that yes, he is uh, dating and with a minor, a 14-year-old. The dude has what? His contract is what? In- it was the biggest contract in Ray's history. The dude fumbled half a billion dollars to go to junior prom. Yeah, $182 million. So they locked him up like early um, after his rookie year or something. It was 11 years, $182 million. Just think of the second contract he would have got. Yeah, so what? He would have been he would have been 31 entering free agency. So like he still would have gotten another he still would have gotten another hundred million. He got a bag. Yeah. Wow. Um, when that story came out, I'm like no way, this is true. And then the more you look into it, you're like, oh, there's a chance. There's a big time chance. There's a chance. Um, I saw this too. What also was concerning. This is a little tongue in cheek, as much as one can be here. Was Wander Franco's dad naming all of his sons Wander Franco? His brothers Wander Alexander Franco. Wander and Wander Javier Franco. What if it's a different one? What if it's the other Wander that's dating the 14 year old? Whoa. Boss, man. Are you playing spin zone? Are you, did you, are you PR <laughs> team now for Wander Franco? Oh. Yeah, I'm his agent. Yep. <laughs> yes, his agent's going to be I like. Need the money. His agent's going to be like. Is... By the way, Wander's middle name is Samuel. Gotcha. His agent's got to be like sitting at home like, what? Are, he, he, I'm sorry, he did what? There's also, um, there's some guy, I think his rookie card sold for like half a million dollars. That guy is not happy right now. <laughs> that guy's not happy. <laughs> I just, I don't even know what to say. Like, what do you even say besides, wow? Yeah. You're a, you're a, an a, a scumbag. B, an idiot. What are you doing with a 14-year-old? And here you go. Dominican, the Dominican investigation of Ray's Juan Franco is being led by the Gender Violence and Minors Division of the DR. How about that? What was the What's the name of the guy again? The Attorney General of it's, the, uh, I forget. There's a lot of words. There's a lot of words in it. It was the Attorney <laughs> General, General of the Special Investigation Unit of the Dominican Republic, something like that. There's a lot of, but yeah. Uh, so, yes, and Wander Franco is uh, the National Agency for Boys, Girls, Adolescents, and Family and Gender Violence Unit is on him. He said the probe is in its early stages, and they are, uh, let's see, it's a very delicate topic because of the minor involved. We were working together with the judge, yada, yada, yada. But, yeah, sources close say that Wander Franco will never, ever, ever play in Major League Baseball again. What, do you play in Japan? Where that's the hell did... Uh, that's a good question. Where the hell did um? So you like we have it? Who are you thinking of? Are you thinking of the Cubs guy? No, no. The guy that was like he liked really rough. He liked the really rough sex, and then the lady. Oh, Trevor to, Bauer. Yeah, Trevor Bauer. Yeah, he's in he Japan. went to Japan. Yes. Yeah, and he's getting absolutely shelled. He's better now. Yeah, his first few starts were bad, but yeah, yeah. he's doing better now. Small run, Rob Weichel. My man's up at training camp in Green Bay, crushing it. We got boots on the ground. Mr. Handsome himself. God's gift to Packers coverage. Robbie! What's up, Robbie? Good morning. I don't know that I've ever gotten an interaction quite like that. I appreciate it, Evo. Rob, you know I'm always trying to give you a new one every time. Yeah, well, you do. I, and, and, every, and every week you kind of up your game, Evo. So, <laughs> you, um, you bring out the best of me, Rob. 
Well, which makes you the best in Madison. There's no doubt about that. God love you, buddy. I'll take it. God love you too, Rob, and your Packers covered. So are you boots on the ground right now, Robbie? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm standing. Well, actually, I'm in the middle of parking. I was, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just... Uh, I'm I'm just at uh, by the Hudson Center and uh, Nitschke Field right now. Oh, beautiful! The, 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 the Packer coach will talk at nine forty-five. Belichick will talk at ten. Fun day should be fun. Love yeah. it, Rob. Hey, Robbie. So uh, let's. Um, uh, well, you personally with uh, now training camp and you got joint practices going on. Uh, can you feel it in the air, Rob? We're inching closer and closer. How's it feel as we're about to get some meaningful football instead of us asking, can Jordan Love live up to Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre before him? How's it? How's it feel, Robbie? Yeah, yeah. You know, Evo. I think we started to get some answers on that last Friday, right in in Cincinnati, and maybe even you know in the in the practice leading up to that. You, you, you started to get a little more data you could collect yesterday and. And we'll get more today and a little bit more, obviously, Saturday night. No, I mean, to your point, yeah, that, that's exactly what we're finding out. Um, you know, it's whether good. or not this guy can can play or not, at, you know, at quarterback. And, you know, any anybody that expects him to be Aaron Rodgers or, or Brett Favre in the prime of their careers is, is crazy. And I don't think anybody expects that. But, but I don't think it's unrealistic either, Ebo, to – you know, to think that this guy can be a winning quarterback in the National Football League and that this team, um, you know, um, I, I certainly think it's realistic to think this team can challenge for the divisional title and a playoff spot. I think there's enough talent on the roster. I think the young Ooh. talent is, is, is potentially outstanding. And and, and I, I think, you know, this, this isn't your normal first-year starter, right? I no. mean, this, this is a guy who sat and paid his dues for, for three years and, and watched and learned and, you know, and backed up, you know, one of the 20 greatest quarterbacks in the history of the league. Um, I won't put him in the top 10 by any means, but, you know, a, 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 obviously a very high-level quarterback, you know, the, the last three years that, that, that he backed up, watching Rodgers win a couple MVPs. And, and honestly, Evo, I, I, I think love is ready. And, you know, is, yeah. is, is he going to go out and throw 38 touchdowns and contend for the MVP? I don't think so. But he's going to be more than a game manager to Ebo at the same point in time. And, um, you know, I, 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 well, I, I think there's enough of a skill set there, and I think there's enough people around him where, where the numbers are going to wind up being relatively impressive, and, and he's one of the surprise players in the league this year. Well, Robbie, what did you think of that uh, first preseason game against Cincinnati? Now, uh, there's some talking heads uh, saying that one uh, miss that he had to Musgrave was so unforgivable that, like, he's nothing special. And then there's others saying that touchdown pass he threw to Romeo Dobbs was something electric. I mean, there's only two series. I was at a wedding Friday, uh, so what we did is a couple of the guys – we uh, had someone brought their cell phone out, and we were just watching right there on the table. Uh, right after the bride walked down the uh, the aisle, we're like, "We gotta, we gotta watch Jordan Love. We That's have to watch Jordan Love." That's so, good what did you, what did Rob Reichel <laughs> think of the first two series? The bride was beautiful, by the way, and so was a couple passes from Jordan Love. I, I, I'm sure she was, but but the but the real love you were interested in that day was the quarterback, yes. not, not the bride and groom exchanging vows, right? Well, um, I mean, you've been to one I, wedding, I, I, you've been to them all, you know. I, I hear you. No, I, I hear you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, you know, keep, I mean, keep in mind, right? Keep, keep in mind, Cincinnati for the most part did not play their ones, so Love was doing this against twos um, and and things like that. But that you know, hey, Evo, yeah, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Brett Favre. I mean, it, uh, we, we can we can go up and down that list um, of of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. 
they've all missed more than their share of throws. And, you know, for, for people to start wigging out that he missed a missed an open musgrave on, on that play is, is, is comical to me. I, I think what they need to look at deeper on that play, Ebo, <clears throat> excuse me, is that Love was able to look off the safety on that play, which he would have never done three years ago. He would the, the safety would have cheated that route and probably picked it off, much like much like the one did later on in the game against Sean Clifford. Any any and and Ebo, the way Love Love's eyes on that play and and his movement in the pocket and the way he was able to steer that safety back to the middle of the field so Musgrave could come clear on the crossing route was just textbook. It's how you would draw it up. You know, did he miss the throw? Yes, obviously he had to, you know, then he had to make the layup, you know, but he did everything in his, you know, everything possible to dribble through traffic and get himself two feet from the rim. He just happened to miss the layup. That won't happen often. Evo, I thought top to bottom, you know, he, he was really good. He hit his last five throws once he got warmed up a little bit. You mentioned the touchdown throw to Dubs, uh, which I thought was outstanding. And, 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 and there again, you know, Dubs did a terrific job. Uh, high pointing that football and going up and getting it. It was it was probably electric on both ends, honestly, Evo. Um, and 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 that's a connection I think you're going to see a lot through the course of the season. Um, no, I again I, I thought top to bottom. I, I know yeah. the numbers don't jump out and, and wow anybody. You know that did the ten pass attempts, forty six yards, so it's only four point six. You know per attempt, so he didn't have a super high average on that. But Evo was two drives and. You know, they, they went and scored on one of them, and they probably could have on the other if he hits the Musgrave throw. They're at least getting themselves probably in the field goal range on that drive. I, 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 I just think the kid did, did way more right in that game than he did wrong. Totally. Same thing happened, same thing happened for him yesterday in his, in his first appearance against Belichick. We'll see how today plays out, you know, but uh, there, was, there was a lot to like with what he did again yesterday in that scrimmage against New England, and, and you know, he's got a chance to build on that again today. I Evo, I, I'm telling you, I, I, I think this kid's got, you know, now the NFC is devoid of, of quarterback yeah, talent. There, yeah. There's not a lot of great quarterbacks by any stretch of the imagination, you know, in the NFC when, when we're talking that probably the best guys are what, you know, Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins. And I mean, there, there's not a lot. It wasn't Geno Smith in the Pro Bowl last year. Uh, you know, Jordan Love's got a chance, I think, by the end of the year, Evo, to elevate himself into the top five mm. quarterbacks in the NFC. And um, now, now again, it's a lot different in the NFC right now than it is the AFC, where you know that you know that's a quarterback heaven, and you know the the NFC is largely devoid of, of talent at, at that position. Certainly in a lot of places like Atlanta and Tampa Bay and places like that. But uh, no, I, I I think Green Bay's got a good thing going right now. Um, totally, I, I think I think Love's had a really good summer, top to bottom, or or an above average summer. Evo, he's getting better as the summer goes on, and that has to be extremely. You know, uh, you know that, that is to make Packer fans everywhere extremely optimistic. Now, uh, Rob, Rob Reichel joining us right now, Forbes.com, Conley Media. Hit him up on Twitter at Rob Reichel. Robbie, when I was watching, you know, albeit two drives, there were a couple plays where I was like, that reminded me of Aaron Rodgers. Like he rolled out to the left and he hit a little, you know, a little pass, you know, the near the, the sideline. I was like, that kind of reminded me of Aaron Rodgers. Is that him learning with Aaron Rodgers or is that more of like the Matt LaFleur offense that we see being run? Or I guess probably both. But what do you think? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, Rogers came in and learned a lot from Favre in terms of, you know, uh, the off schedule type of throws, the, you know, his his ability to become innovative in the pocket and ad lib and and things to that effect. And I'm sure a lot of Rogers then rubbed off on yeah. on love to some extent. But you know, Evo, I, I don't think that's something you're going to see a lot of it. 
at least this year. I, I think he is going to be a guy, certainly early on, that, that clearly sticks to the script. He's not going to get to the line of scrimmage and change a whole lot. Um, I, don't, I don't think he's going to do, um, you know, a, a lot of stuff outside the pocket that you're going to say is overly magical, um, at, at least this year. I don't, I don't want to say he's going to be robotic or a game manager because it probably won't be to that extent, Ebo. But, you know, I, I, I think for the most part, he, he's going to try to stick to the script and, and not ad-lib a lot and get himself into potential trouble. Rogers kind of learned through the years how to do a lot of that and get away with it at various points in time and then turn it into big plays and a, a lot of positive plays. But Rodgers didn't do that early either. I mean, if you watch Rodgers, you know, in 08 and 09, he, he was very, very textbook for what Mike McCarthy was telling him to do. He wasn't getting to the line of scrimmage and changing anything at that point in time. Certainly he wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't going off schedule. Um, you know, once, once the play was, was kind of unfolding, you know, they, Evo, you remember through, you know, Rogers' career as he built confidence and became an MVP level type player. You know, he hold the ball nine, ten seconds at, at various points in time and try to look for the huge play down the field. And you won't see Love doing that. Love's going to get rid of the ball quickly. You know, if, if, if it's not on schedule, he's going to take four yards and run for it, or he's going to take the check down for six yards to Aaron Jones. So, you know, it, it, it won't, I, I, I guess what I'm saying after all that, Evo, is, is it won't look a lot like, you know, prime. Aaron Rodgers, prime Brett Favre, those years, at least in 2023. Now, it could in 2025 or 2026, Mm -hmm. as this guy has 40 or 50 starts and has, you know, a lot more uh, experience and confidence built up. But but I don't think you'll see that here this season. All right, so, Robbie, let me ask you this. I don't want to spend too much time on uh, quarterbacks outside of Jordan Love. As uh, I do want to talk about Anders Carlson, the rest of the roster that you saw that was good, and this David Bakhtiari rumor floating around. But outside of the pick six and the other interception, what do you think of Sean Clifford? Uh, you know, I know he's not going to be the starting quarterback, but if he was uh, needed in a pinch, could he, I don't know, manage a game? What do you think of Sean Clifford, albeit, you know, uh, one preseason game? He has a lot of Matt Flynn in him, I would say, Evo. And, 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 and for those who don't remember, the Packers took Flynn in round seven in 2008. They took Brian Brom in the second round that particular year, and Flynn wound up beating out Brom as the backup quarterback and stuck around for four years before he signed a big deal with, with Seattle and then was eventually replaced that, that summer by Russell Wilson as the quarterback. But then Matt Flynn, of course, came back, you know, and he, and he, and he helped the Packers get into the playoffs in 2013 when Rodgers broke his collarbone. He largely saved that season for him when the Packers were going nowhere fast. Clifford reminds me a little bit of Flynn, Evo, from the standpoint, you know, the arm's not going to wow anybody. There are throws he cannot make, because, and then scouts beat the crap out of him for that, Evo, pre-draft. You know, just he, he didn't have the biggest arm by any means in, in the draft, and there were certain things he could not do in the passing game that others could do. But, but the guy is clever. Yeah, he's a much better athlete than people anticipate. He's a four six two with his speed Evo in the forty. So he can run and move a little bit. He's got nice movement, you know, in and outside of the pocket. Uh really smart. Um, yes, you, you hit on a you you know, you hit on the pick six, obviously, which is a throw he'd like back. He he misread that one. But he but Evo, he's just one of these guys you kinda of look at and you're like, How is he getting them up and down the field? And and he finds a way to do it, right? Yeah. And, and 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 now now, can he do that, you know, if, if Love goes down for a month and you have to watch him, you know, for four games in November, can Green Bay get by and go two and two in that stretch? I don't know. You know, that, 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 that's a whole different animal, right? You remember 
Green Bay back in the day thought Scott Scott Tolzien was one of those kind of guys. <clears throat> Excuse me, Evil. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, in in thirteen, and Tolzien got his chance, and and obviously it didn't work out. And and then they had to go back to, to Max Lynn that year to save him. So uh, until the bullets are live, Evil, until you're seeing number one defenses, until you're seeing defensive coordinators that can scheme for you, um, you know, from from Monday to, to Saturday, it, it's hard for me to say Clifford's the guy who can get you through a month and go 500. But there's a lot to like right now. I mean, I think it's clear he'll be the number two. Um, you know, Kudikuns liked him on draft day way more than a lot of people did. And right now it's starting to look like that's going to be a pretty solid backup pick. Um, we would just say, you know, obviously if you're a Packer fan, you don't want to see Clifford play because it means love has gotten hurt or love has imploded uh, somewhere along the line. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but, but Clifford has shown early Evo. I think that he's, that he's more than worthy of this number two job right now. And, 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 and again, then, you know, if, if he does have to go out and play in the regular season, we'll, we'll find out then. But uh, right now there's been a lot to like. Robbie, did you still want to do uh, two segments today, brother? You should- Rep. You want to do two? Let's do two. Absolutely. You want to? You want to? I want to. I wanted to get more. Uh, you know, off of the the quarterback situation and go more into um, other things you saw the joint practice today and obviously Anders yeah, Carlson. No, no, no. But, and, and I and I do think we need to talk about this kicker situation that's unfolding because that 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 would that would keep me. You know, if I was a diehard Packer guy right now, I'm, I might be losing a little sleep over Anders Carlson. Will we before we hit break and come back for a second segment with you? Will we see more Alex Magoo? Coming up here on Saturday against the Patriots. That's a good question. Thank you. Um, Thank you. No, it's it, it, it's a great question, and 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 Matt has not been asked that yet. Lafleur wow. talk at nine forty-five. I'm just trying to think, Evo. Um, yeah, you and I will do this segment. Yeah, we'll, we'll, so, yeah. so we'll, 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 we'll talk. We'll, we'll try to get Lafleur to answer that question. I was going to go to Belichick at ten o'clock, um, but uh, we will we will. Uh, I, I, I will send somebody a note to ask that question. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. Thursday. Loving it. Uh, usually, Rob Reichler joins us Thursdays, 820. We did a little revamp in the day. We got Robbie on at 9. He's pulling what you said Scott should do earlier. Yeah, where he's getting a new audience at nine instead of eight. yeah, we we don't want to pigeonhole one person at one time. You got to expand the fan base. But Rob, I mean, he is essentially like the Beatles. Everywhere he goes, people are crying and throwing the roses and the bras and panties at him. Right, right, Robbie. That's what's happening in uh, by the Hudson Center right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not not quite evil. You know, it's funny. I was walking to practice the other day with Wayne Larrabee, and. Uh, and 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 everybody kept stopping Wayne to get to get autographs and pictures and stuff and <laughs> and, and and I said hey wait, hey and Wayne said hey what about this guy he he's written all these books and stuff and they're like wait who's that guy and I'm like yeah, I'm just Wayne's caddy today you know? no so, no he I, is Rob Reichel they know the voice of the Packers he is Rob Reichel the author of Mike McCarthy <laughs> nobody's underdog the greatest book ever written come on Rob we got to give yourself a little more credit I put you up there with and like what? William Shakespeare. Uh, you know all the greats: Ernest Hemingway, Rob Reichel. Wait till uh, wait till McCarthy pens his own novel, which he told me he's he wants to do. Evo, he'll you know he'll, he'll probably he'll probably usurp Shakespeare and all those guys for you in, in no time because 
If oh, I no, 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 no one's going to be able to pen a novel quite like old Mike. If I'm not in at least a little snippet in the Mike McCarthy's book, as uh, me, my brother and I started the Mike McCarthy fan club, and I shook his hand. I better be in that book, Robbie. That's all I got to say. I, no one supported him harder than me in 2018. Okay. How many members? How many members did you wind up with in that club, Evo? Well, it's funny. We, um, my brother and I. Well, my brother, I, my brother started it, and then I helped him out. We did it as a troll because, like, everyone hated Mike McCarthy. Like, well, someone's got to like this guy. He's, he won a Super Bowl. He's got more wins than Lombardi. Someone's got to like him. And people would get so mad at me and my brother. Like, I, some listeners who are were very soft individuals, uh, they, like, blocked me on Twitter or defended me on Facebook and said they'd never listen again because I defended Mike McCarthy. It got very a lot of vitriol, Rob. We did have, yep. a, we did have a small faction of, of Mike McCarthyers, but, Rob, it, we got a ton of members when he joined the Dallas Cowboys. Then people like the the group went dark after he left the Packers. Like I'm not gonna sure. I'm not gonna be a Dallas Cowboys Mike McCarthy fan club, but people must have found it. We started getting Dallas Cowboy fans uh, requesting to join the group, like at just a breakneck speeds. And then halfway through the season, all those same people that wanted in the group now wanted them fired. It was so funny to see him. Everyone just turned on Big Mike. Anyways. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. Yeah, a lot of times too, you don't know what you've got until it's gone, right? Hey. You know, and, and and I think five years after, you know, he was he was let go over here. People realize right now he was a pretty darn good football. Coach, I know. So. I want I want this to be known. Everyone knows that I love Aaron Rodgers. I wanted Rodgers gone in 2018. I wanted his ass shipped out of Green Bay because I was convinced that he was throwing games despite McCarthy to get him fired. I wanted Rodgers gone. And then everyone called me crazy, Rob. And then what happens? Just this year, now everyone hates Rodgers, and I love him. And now I'm the crazy one again. What's what's going on? Well, and then McCarthy leaves, and all of a sudden, old Aaron's got his old his accuracy back to yeah, you know, 2011 and 2014 level, didn't he? Yes, you you were not the only. But one. I'm the crazy and, one, and, and it's an impossible thing to prove, Evo. But you were not the only one floating the idea that old Aaron was throwing throwing ball games. There. Everyone told me I was an idiot for wanting Rogers gone. No, everyone tells me I'm the idiot yep. for not wanting Rogers to be gone. Now, anyways, Rob, you know who I might want back? Mason Crosby. What's up with Anders Carlson? I'm missing all his PATs at the the first uh, preseason game. I, I heard he had a better day yesterday. What's up with this kicker? Well, but then even yesterday, Evo, he makes his first five and he misses his next two. So, um, you know, he, he goes wide right, and then and then on about a 40-yarder, he leaves it short. You know, he pops it up into the air, and the wind got it and knocked it right down. So this guy, you know, with, with a bionic leg didn't get it there from, you know, 40 yards, I think it was. Um, no, it's, uh, boy, Evo, you know, everyone keeps saying the same thing right now, trust the process and all this kind of nonsense. The, the bottom the bottom line is they're three weeks away from a game. And, 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 and his level of accuracy, which is not good, both at Auburn and since he showed up here in Green Bay, Evo, um, it, it would be really, really hard and almost borderline irresponsible to put that guy out on the football field down at Soldier Field in, in the opener in week one. Um, Evo, this is going to be a team that is probably going to be in 10 to 12 one-score games and probably five or six field goal type games, right? Yeah. This, is, this, is, this isn't prime Favre or prime Rodgers where you're blowing out half your opponents every single year, you know, winning by – you know, winning by two or three scores. Every point is going to be so remarkably critical. And, Evo, let's just say 
that this team has a, you know, it, it, it's a young quarterback. It's a remarkably young roster, especially on offense. You know, let, let's say this team with a real kicker, Evo, has a chance to be 4-2 coming out of the gates. But Carlson in the first six weeks misses a 40-yarder in Atlanta when, when they're down 22-20 and a chance to win the game. And, you know, in, in week five or whatever, he misses a chippy to potentially win the game. And, and now they're 2-4, and four, right? You know how that changes the dynamic in a locker room, how it changes confidence throughout the building, um, everything about, you know, Evo, this I would argue right now that, that this young football team needs a veteran kicker way more than they almost did in the prime Rodgers or Favre years when they were so dominant they were whipping the nonsense out of people in the first place because they are going to be in all these one-score field goal, you know, even one-and-two-point football games, Evo, where you desperately need a kicker. And they got about $12.5 million right now under the cap. They got their, you know, they, they got their books in line for this season. Cap stuff should not be an issue I think Mason Crosby would come back and do it right now. Ebo on, you know, he, he was making four, four and a half his last few years in Green Bay. I bet he would do it for one year at three million or two and a half or something like that because he wants to kick Ebo. He wanted one more year in Green Bay. Yeah. A young team like this desperately needs a kicker like Mason Crosby, unless Carlson can figure it out like today. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you're there, Ravi, to report on if he figures it out or not. My God, he oh, better my. figure it out. <laughs> they drafted. No, I, they I, drafted Evo, him. I, you know, Evo, Evo, here's a guy. I mean, here's a guy who was fifty percent from forty yards and beyond as a collegian, and it hasn't gotten dramatically better here through the course of the summer in Green Bay. I don't care if he kicked the ball seventy-five yards, right? <laughs> if you can't kick it through the upright, it, it doesn't matter. And all these people that are saying, "Well, Mason Crosby lost some distance on his kickoff." Okay, big deal. So instead of going six yards deep now, he's kicking it to the end zone. And Rich Passaccia, who's the highest-paid special teams coach in the league, has to get his guys to go down there and make a tackle. Well, then what? Guess what? So you go and make a freaking tackle, right? And you get a kicker back into Green Bay who knows how to split the uprights. And he, and he did it at 85.5% last year. He did it at 81.5% through, through the course of his career in Green Bay. Um, you know, he, he has scored almost twice as many points as anybody who ever put on that jersey and still has a lot of life left in his leg. Yeah. I mean, get him, get him back to town yesterday. I don't know. All right, Rob, I want to ask you on this uh, before I let you go off of. Uh, Sorry you know, to get so fired up, Evo. I just, Rob, I love when you're fired. This one, this, one, this one to me is just so simple. And, it, and it's really bad management. Rob, when you get fired up, it gets me very fired up, too. Rob, Rob, you get so fired up, you're like my Ferrari, Rob. I love taking you out, showing you off. You know, you're humming with the takes and everything. You're just, you're, everyone's looking. Such a handsome fella. Uh, David Bakhtiari compared himself to a Lamborghini, though. And David Bakhtiari said he's, they're calling him Lamborghini because he only comes out one day a week on Sundays. What's up with Bakhtiari? Right. Is, he, is he good? Like, is everything good with, with Bach? I talked to him at length about that last week, Ebo, and yeah, yes, he's good. You know, I, I and, and I know a lot of fans are freaking out about the fact that you know he he's only practicing here and there, and you know he might be a one day a week, uh, maybe a zero day a week guy when the regular season gets here. Who knows, Ebo? You might you might only see him on Sundays. My guess is he'll probably go Thursday or Friday. He'll never go on a Wednesday during the season. Um, that'll be a veterans rest day. But but here's you know all all these people that are that are asking me about this Evo and freaking out about it. Here's what I'd say: 
And th- this right now, Evo, is the exact, you know, what Green Bay is doing is everything in its power to make sure that David Bakhtiari can play 17 games this season. And at the end of the day, Evo, that's all that matters. Nobody is ever going to remember what happened from Monday to Saturday. Um, you know, all they're going to remember is, was he able to get on the field all 17 games? What type of level did he play at? And he played last year, Evo. He, he had about 550 snaps, didn't allow a sack, um, got himself back, not to his pre-injury form, Evo, but pretty darn close, where he was he was a top 10 left tackle in football instead of being the best or right up there with a Joe Thomas of the world. Um, Evo, compare that to the NBA where they use this nonsense load management and everything <laughs> is dictated, right? Everything is predicated so and dumb. dictated around so dumb. missing games through the season. Yeah. And we as a society now have moronically come to somehow accept this yeah. as being the new norm. Tell right? them, no, oh, we, we ain't going to take y- it. Y- play. Giannis is only going to play 60 games. And let right? pitchers and pitch. Pitchers are only going to play right. We got to get burns out after five and a half. Pitchers' arms will fall off after 100 pitches. Oh my God! Where, where with Green Bay, and I will say this: it, 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 it they're they're going to go load management during the week. But again, Evo, everything is predicated to get him to Sunday where he can play 17 games. And it's an old body that's breaking down. He's 32 years old. Um, he, you know, he's you know he he told me last week he's like I don't have many more years left, and he and he's right. We were talking about we were talking about the new CBA and it comes up in a few years, and he said. There's no way I'll be around when they do that. You know, so he knows he's down to his last year or two. And, and, and Green Bay is doing everything, much like they did Evo with Chad Clifton, for the people who remember Clifton. They gave, you know, they made Clifton's week remarkably light and got him to Sunday. And he was a remarkable left tackle for a, over a decade for, for Favre and Rogers. And they're trying to do the exact same thing here with Bakhtiari. And I get it while people get a little squeamish that he's not out here yesterday against New England. We'll see if he's out here today against New England. He won't play in the preseason games. Again, Evo, nobody is going to remember that come January if this guy can play 17 games. So that's the best path to get it done. And I I think it's actually really smart by the Packers, the approach they're taking. All right, Roberto, one last question. I was seeing on Twitter yesterday a little conspiracy theory trickling out. And most of these conspiracy theories outside of football have been coming true a lot lately. But with the conspiracy theory in football, are the Jets pining to trade for David Bakhtiari? Is that why Rodgers restructured with the Jets? Is it like, is there any smoke here, Rob? Well, Evo, I think if, if they want to be the kind of football team they think they can be, they're going to have to trade for somebody, whether it's two interior linemen, whether it's David Bakhtiari, I mean, it, it's a, he's playing right now, Rodgers, that is behind the bottom five offensive line in football. And you probably saw from Hard Knocks the yeah. other day where, you know, where uh, Salah lit up that, that room and, and lit up those offensive linemen. And again, Evo, kind of like I just went on the rant about Carlson. <laughs> well, those linemen are who they are by now. A lot, of these, a lot of those guys are veteran guys that have been around the league, you know, six, seven, eight years and things like that. There, there's a rookie here and there, too. Um, you know, including, I know Tipman from Wisconsin was in a fight for a job there too, but you know, Evo, it, it, it's not a particularly gifted or talented group. Everybody thought they'd go all line in round one when they had the 15th pick. And, you know, instead they, they took the outside linebacker out of Waukesha North and, 
at Iowa State and went that side of the ball instead. It's going to be a dynamic. It's going to be a dynamic defense. There's probably enough pass catchers, and they've got enough running backs now. A really good running back room after the addition of Dalvin Cook. But it's irrelevant, Debo, if they can't block anybody. And and we saw this in Green Bay over the last two or three years. And Aaron was the first to admit it. Aaron said, you know, my arm's the same as it was at 25. My legs are gone. And, you know, I, I can't escape. I can't move. I can't run the way I did at 25, 28, 30. Um, you know, and 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 in Ebo, if it flash back to the 2020 NFC Championship team, if you would, for a minute, and and where did Tampa Bay absolutely destroy Green Bay? Right, it was it was interior pressure, and Rodgers couldn't get away from it, and and they just they 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 kicked the crap out of them, you know, with with inside rushes, and they and they over and they overwhelmed Green Bay, um, you know, through th- through the middle, and right now. The Jets are remarkably weak on the uh, up the middle. They're not very good on the edges either, so people could make some noise there. But that, you know, when what Rogers doesn't have time to get away from that initial interior rush, Ebo, uh, the the play is dead. The play is over. So I, you know, I don't care how good Garrett Wilson is. I don't care how good Dalvin Cook is. Right? I don't care if Alan Lazard is, you know, turning in a, a really nice year. It, it's going to be irrelevant. And if they can't block people, um, you know, the Jets are going to wind up seven and ten. And Rodgers is freaking out, and Ebo, I'm sure he, you know, I'm sure he restructured largely thinking he'd get a lineman or two before the deadline. Whether that's David Bakhtiari or not, I guess we'll we'll wait and see. But I think right now Green Bay needs them probably every bit as much with a young quarterback that they really need to keep clean. Rob, you are the absolute man. I want you to go get uh, tell Belichick we said hello. Okay, tell him we said hi. Well, tell Matt Lafleur that his eyebrows look fantastic, and we want to see a little Magoo. Uh, playing on Saturday. You just have a damn good time with all your fans throwing roses at you today. Okay, Robbie? All right. We'll try to get you a, a Magoo answer as soon as possible. And, and, I, and, I, and I'm sure Big Bill will be thrilled that, uh, you know, that, that, you, that today. you sent your best regards. Yeah, yep, that's, all today. Yep, that's all we need. Rob, <laughs> we'll follow along. Rob, I Twitter, ConleyMediaForms.com. You demand, Robbie. Thanks for two segments.